It's Monday, April 19th. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes you can handle with Tyler Gates, Russ Cantwell, and Aaron Bewley. How's it going, fellas? What up? So good. All right. Tech news. What do you want to start with? You want to start with NASA? You want to start with Tesla? Yeah. You want to start with Robinhood? The Ingenuity helicopter, it did, did its thing. We have flown, successfully flown an aircraft on another planet for the first he time. In, he is in humans, awesome. not, uh, not as in Tech Breakfast podcasts just so yeah yeah oh come on you should have left that up to interpretation well i guess something the human race made so it wasn't even that's right yes we all get credit right yeah we all get credit for everything done on mars is that fair no that's not fair (laughs) thanks nasa thanks everybody that did it i think it what they were saying was the jet propulsion laboratory uh they they had a big celebration uh for that success and apparently it went off without a hitch they nailed it which again and we've said it a thousand times and i'll say it again is so cool that we are able to technically accomplish something like that so very, very far away and yeah. to do all of the assessments necessary to get it right on the first try because you don't really get a second one if you get it wrong in most cases. On yeah, another especially if it flips over. It's like, uh, right. <laughs> see if you can get yeah. the rover to go over there and like pretty and poke it with its cool. arm and try to flip back over. <laughs> They're doing like five or six tests, something like that. This one was just a spin up. It went up to a little over three meters and then came back down and then spin down. Uh, but yep. it was very cool to watch. Uh, they've got it on uh, NASA's YouTube channel if you want to go watch and, and see how it all happens. Should, it's a cool moment. It's actually exciting because it all of, worked exactly the way they expected it to, which means yeah. yay progress. Yeah. And it was a little delayed too because of all the uh, the dust storms, I guess, that were going on. They were mm-hmm. having some troubles there. Had to push it back a few days, but no. Did, it, did, they, did, they, like, did they give Matt Damon like a nice camera out there to work some of this stuff? <laughs> off yeah. the ingenuity is that right is he still up there he's like eating potatoes <laughs> he's filming <laughs> okay what else we got here do we want to jump right into uh dogecoin and robin hood's kerfluffle well do you are you ready to expand upon your thoughts that you that you have yeah. from our, our chat our high quality morning? argument this wanna, morning there was some talk about stuff that. going on <laughs> there was no stuff there was no stuff there was tyler just like- basically saying something that i think Maybe has some legs, doesn't have any legs at all. I like to be a devil's advocate, but I also like to poke at things. And one criticism that has come up from other places and that basically what we started in our little telegram thread this morning, or at least Aaron and I did because we're going back and forth a bit, was why we need blockchain or cryptocurrencies for certain functions. And uh, we talked about various particular coins that serve a specialized purpose And I was arguing that I don't think in the long run, these super specialized do one thing cryptocurrencies need to exist and therefore they probably won't. So while alt season is going crazy because Bitcoin and Ethereum and and other well-established baseline cryptocurrencies, which bring a lot of special newness to currency and transactions, by being decentralized, by being very fast in some cases, by being extremely low fee in some cases, by being deflationary. These are, uh, I would say, immutable goods, but you already have well-established, high-value cryptocurrencies that have blockchains that do these things, like smart contracts. So why do we need a specialized cryptocurrency for movie tickets? And I would argue you don't. You don't need a blockchain to sell movie tickets because we already have lots of great ways to do that. And if you are desperate to have a decentralized method of paying for movie tickets, 
use one of the established coins that does what it does very well. Don't make a specialized coin to do that thing. Or if you do, maybe, and I'm not actually convinced that this is necessary either, but it's, it's interesting to me. You put it on the back of something like Ethereum, which lots and lots of coins do, by the way. But I'm not entirely sure I understand the long-term value of having derivative crypto that lives on an Ethereum blockchain, but I don't understand enough about it to say that it makes no sense yet. But I don't think that you need specialized blockchains for things that we already have established ways of dealing with. Because you can't store a lot of data on a blockchain. It doesn't work. You get a few bits, kilobits, right? Great. But that just means you've got a thing and then you've got a blockchain for trust or a blockchain for transacting. But that's where I argue you don't need a special one for it. Just use an established, effectively at that point, currency. We don't like to call it currency though because that probably threatens sovereign nations' ability to actually do what they do economically. So let's just keep calling them assets. That's that's what that's what Baker would would not have a good time with, or maybe you would have a good time <laughs> with it. Uh, I don't know. You said something there though that that piqued my interest, and I want to make sure we either have a point of clarification for the people, or maybe I learned something new here. You said alt season ah. is, is February, March, April. Is that alt season, <laughs> or or are you so, just explicitly talking about what's going on right now? Just for no, the, no, no. So so having having followed this for a while. Um, this is like Wall Street bets level sort of memification of what happens in crypto trading circles, right? So when Bitcoin goes crazy, which it does, you know, look at its history up, down, up, down, up, down, up like crazy. Uh, usually, shortly after Bitcoin goes nuts, then altcoins have a period where they also scream. And it's relative. Sometimes it tracks closely, sometimes it doesn't. Stuff like that, but if you if you rewind the clock to the last crazy crazy alt season, it was 2017, right? So when Bitcoin went from being a couple k to you know up to its highest at the time, 12 and a half or close to 20, I think. Yeah, it was like right? 19 something. Yeah, it, it it got way up there. Um, the alts, uh, which a lot of people are paying attention to now, these alternative cryptocurrencies. You hear lots of them, stuff like Doge, uh, MIOTA, Nano, uh, what CVC. There's, there's tons. I think Doge is an alt. I think Doge is the core. It's the new Bitcoin. It is. It's well, a Doge is worth a Doge. Whoa. You can't argue against that. <laughs> Hot takes. Hot, Hot takes. takes. Uh, anyways. Hey, go talk to the Dogecoin army. That's what they're saying. That's Dogecoin. what they're saying. That's why Bitcoin's falling right no. now. Is Bitcoin falling? I'm now? just kidding. <laughs> or people just moving Bitcoin jokes. into all these are jokes. Because it's alt season. No, anyways, that that's it. When you hear anyone say alt season, it just means that Bitcoin rallied in all likelihood, and now lots and lots of alternative coins are rallying. And if you'll notice, like uh, actually, it's kind of neat because Coinbase um, obviously they track a lot of coins prices, but one of the stats that they throw out is how closely linked those coins are either to each other or usually to Bitcoin or to Ethereum or both, right? So they've got this little, and, and it'll say something like, you're looking at Civic and it says Civic moves 98% concurrently with mana. And and people are like, what the F are Civic and mana? And it doesn't matter because they, they also move closely yeah. related to Ethereum. But yes. but that's the thing is that most alternative coins, when they go up, they're, they're going up after a Bitcoin rally. And the a lot, at Usually least the, after a Bitcoin dip, like the Bitcoin will well, rally. No, it happens it, when Bitcoin's slow. dipping. 
That's what and I'm a lot of times the argument is that people have taken value out of Bitcoin and they're putting that's it what in altcoins. Yeah, but Bitcoin it, but will that's dip where, after a rally and then on yeah. that dip is when the alts go. Yeah. Right, right. And and it, what's interesting is you'll you'll hear the term Bitcoin dominance a lot. Yeah, they're waving their hands. You guys can't see it. Now we're all doing it. This is wacky waving inflatable um, tube, man. That's what it looks like. Exactly. On the charts. <laughs> um but they talk about Bitcoin dominance and Bitcoin dominance is really important because the uh, the value of an altcoin going up doesn't matter very much if it isn't changing its position relative to Bitcoin. And that's the reason that argument is out there is that if Bitcoin went to $1,000 tomorrow, the alts would turn back into dust. And that's usually the argument. Um, may not be mm, true. Like They don't always move that way. But that's the thought is that if Bitcoin crashes, you don't have long before all the alts go crashing as well. In fact, usually when Bitcoin falls precipitously, the altcoin value is going to also drop precipitously precipitously relative to like a dollar, a fiat, uh, any fixed currency or something that doesn't fluctuate as much as a cryptocurrency. But when it settles, if an alt is worth more than than it was relative to Bitcoin, then arguably that altcoin is actually doing something significant in the crypto market. Anyways, that's alt season just means all the alts are going up. The tide is rising. Okay. Cool. Place your bets. And you know this because Doge went up 400% last week. <laughs> and Doge serves no technical purpose, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So, it's a joke. <laughs> okay. So, but to be fair, what is what is different about what Bitcoin is? Even even if it's even if Doge is a mockery, if it becomes something sure. that gets accepted, what yep. does Bitcoin have over Doge? I, I, mean, I actually don't know enough about Doge's it. white paper, but but things like Bitcoin actually provides security and works against situations like people oh, are updating Doge their blockchains all the built. time. Yeah, yeah. Doge, well, you also Doge, have the difference Doge. in market cap in in coin well, cap limits, rather. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and that's something else, right? Like the the founding documentation around Bitcoin establishes how many there are there and how they get found. As an right. example, Doge is just there's a gajillion of them, and there might be because a gajillion more tomorrow. Because yeah. we don't care. This is a joke. If I remember correctly, when Doge was first released, the white paper was basically like a one-line, you know, hi, we're a coin now. I was going to say, I was High like, fives. I think I've read <laughs> some of the Bitcoin white paper, and I'm pretty sure I've it's read extensive. all of the <laughs> Dogecoin white paper. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like four words. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the difference is that that one of them is trying to establish itself as a useful currency and or store of value and or, you know, method for decentralized trust. I, I don't care. And then the other one is a joke and it, it serves no purpose. And they could they could quadruple the number of coins tomorrow, you know, flooding the market with additional doge. And OK, great. It's doge. Welcome to doge. It, that's just what it is. Bitcoin Welcome at least is attempting <laughs> is attempting to be a currency. Doge is a joke. I wonder if my wife would go with Doge for our son's name. <laughs> Please don't. I, wait, Maverick's better though. Please Maverick. don't. Like that. Okay. Um, do we have anything else we want to talk about on crypto? I do. Luke, yeah. Something so else? We're, okay. we're sitting. We're sitting on this uh, talking about crypto, and we talked about stuff with crypto, and then there were things with crypto. Let's talk about China. China. Y'all heard about China? I China. What's China? I think it's a, uh, so. It's China a, is a nation. There you go. Of people. Oh. Um. They are considered to be uh, the world's second largest power. Are they on blockchain? Uh, United States. Uh. They are. They run completely. Let's get sucked blockchain. back in. So if I had a hundred dollars, <laughs> what would you put it on, Tyler? 
What would you put it on? Coins? Are yeah. you talking coins? I, this is not Red. financial advice. I Red. know. Yes. I go into the casino and pick it, pick a number, man. Okay. So not ETH? <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Yes. If Sorry, I'm being we'll dead serious, I would probably put it into Ethereum. I think, if, I, I mean, Bitcoin's going to keep screaming. I don't think, I don't think anything screams if Bitcoin doesn't scream. So if Bitcoin doesn't continue to be successful, then then none of them will, in my opinion, at least for a while. That's, I don't think that's true. Long-term, you think there's an aspect of Bitcoin where it's overrun because of its catchy name and that's what everyone's talking about, but potentially Ethereum has much more potential long-term. And I is do. undervalued at this point. I, I do, but but I think it's complicated and that they're intrinsically tied to each other right now. Um, okay. I, I still think we're in extreme early adoption for crypto in general. And so I think lots of people look at Bitcoin and say, holy cow, you're worth $60,000. You're overpriced, but it's probably not. There is such an incredibly small supply of Bitcoin relative to something like gold, as an example, that overpriced doesn't make any sense. The question is, does Bitcoin continue to maintain its traction and Mm -hmm. provide some value that another coin can't if it becomes acceptable to have an alternative form of decentralized global currency, in which case I would argue Ethereum does more better. And some of it too is like market sentiment. Right. Like, and that just kind of shows you with the power of a meme, right. With, with what's happening with Doge, what if market sentiment flips off of, for some reason, flips off of Bitcoin and goes to Ethereum. It it could happen. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, right now, like you you think about about it, Bitcoin's worth so much at this point that if it had an incident, like it had a couple of times in the past where somebody came out with the the brand new ASIC that gets more than 51% of the compute power and they can double spend on the network. That's that's a hack. It's a security problem that yeah. exists in proof of work blockchains. That would be catastrophic for Bitcoin at this point because you've got major industrial players that have billions invested in this and you basically, you, you could buy a Tesla and then get, get to keep your money if you had the compute capacity to do that. Now, is that likely to happen at this point? No, because it's well-established, which makes it more secure, which makes it more interesting, which makes right. it more awesome. And they're constantly developing the blockchain to try to prevent things like some super ASIC actually coming in and letting somebody take over the network in that way, which is where meme coins don't necessarily sure. go through that level of effort. But but yeah, I, I think if Bitcoin lost its sentiment, then it would get weird. <laughs> So I tweeted this Which thing is about why it's an extremely, extremely volatile and therefore risky investment. And that's why I wouldn't tell someone what to put their money on. Yeah. I tweeted this thing about somebody trying to pull uh, a sheep out of a ditch. And it was my wife trying to keep me off Twitter. You pull the sheep <laughs> out of the ditch and then it like goes and it runs and it jumps back in the ditch. I feel like that's every conversation for like the past, I don't know, three weeks, four weeks around cryptocurrency. We try to drift into something else and then we get slammed right back into cryptocurrency. So we'll we'll move on. Let's let's go it's talk about China. Mind. The last thing, you know, I mean it's it's wildly fascinating for sure. So, but Bitcoin's market cap right now, one trillion. Ethereum's number two at 256 billion. Doge is at like number, if I looked at the list, I think it was like six or seven, uh, wow. at 50 billion. It's ridiculous. It's billion. worth it's one fifth of Ethereum. You know, you know what though? I was thinking so. about this the other day because I was listening to um, uh, NPR, and there was a special on the value of original Pokemon cards. So, like 1999, if you have an original pack and it's got some shiny Charizard, I don't, I don't actually know very much about Pokemon, but I heard the thing and I get it. 
these Pokemon cards are worth hundreds of dollars, thousands if you've got, you know, like a pristine a mint deck uh, from 1999. And I don't think Doge is any different than that. It's just a lot easier to get your hands on. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Russ, China, hit us. So <clears throat> China, uh, I think I think you know, has has created its own form of digital currency. Not ah, here we are back into digital thing. <laughs> That, that was fast. What do you mean? What do you mean back into it? I told y'all this was related. Oh, okay. just forgot as you went right back into the conversation you asked me to continue with. So, I'm sorry. So we're talking about uh, obviously crypto and, and all of these different things. Well, China is actually shutting down one of the world's largest Bitcoin mining hubs. Oh. And so let's wow. put some numbers to this. What percentage of the global Bitcoin mining, do you think the United States is responsible for? The U.S., not China. The U.S. The U.S. I would say. Oh gosh. Less than less than fifteen percent. That would be accurate. Yeah, I, Tyler, I was going to say not else? much. Maybe seven. I was going to say like eleven. That's why I came up with less than fifteen. Tyler said seven, which is <clears throat> incredibly close. 7.2% of global Bitcoin mining comes out of the United States. Well, there is one city in China responsible for 8%. Wow. Well, there's wow. one city in China that's the population of the U.S. True. <laughs> Not really. So it's, uh, it's the largest Bitcoin mining hub in the world is China's Inner Mongolia. And is responsible for eight percent of the planet's Bitcoin mining, That's and it is being shut down. That's incredible. By the government. Why? Why is it being shut down? Well, it's being shut down for a couple reasons. Um, I think the the primary external reason that they're floating is for um, environmental concerns. So just the the amount sure. of power they they have some one of Bitcoin's biggest problems that doesn't yeah. have any way to be addressed anytime soon. For sure. And so they, China has some specific, China, I think, is the biggest offender as it comes to uh, pollution in the world. And so they, they have some specific goals that I guess they have assigned regionally based on this article here that they need to hit certain percentages like down uh, of, of, I guess, pollution or, like or emissions. power generation they've done. Yeah. Yeah. And so wow. every single region hit their target this year with the exception of this one. And so <laughs> because of Bitcoin, one, because of Bitcoin. And so this one was pretty, Good Lord. I guess it looked pretty bad on the leaders of that particular area of inner Mongolia. And so one, they're trying to bring it down because of that. But the other one is, is because China detests Bitcoin. Right. Because in, in any form of decentralized currency, decentralized, so exactly. Lack of control, Lack of control. You know, yep. country in the world. So that's a really, really big aspect of it, especially as they are have recently. Uh, I don't know if it's an alpha or beta or whatever it is, but they're starting to roll out their own form of digital currency. Based yeah, on I that. saw that digital uh, yuan. I don't know if they're calling it that. I don't know what the name of it is. That's that's all I've heard is digital yuan. Uh, yeah. But it's like, I mean, even that currency is like a, whenever you look at it on your phone, it shows like a picture of the paper money. I mean, it's right. very. Yeah, very it's like if we did a yeah, digital USD or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and I would say, you know, we were talking about what what could really mess up Bitcoin. Th these are the answers, really. Like at right. the end of the day, sure. there there is a significant threat to sovereign nations and economic viability to lose control of currency. I mean, think think about how uh, it, it's a very acute example because it's often in the news. But 
China and the United States have issues when China is being accused of manipulating their currency, right, relative to the, the global marketplace. The United States prevents massive economic, you know, catastrophe by quantitative easing and printing money. These are things that you can do when you control the purse. These are things you cannot do if you have everyone using a deflationary asset that is decentralized. Yeah. So th there are very real, you know, global economic ramifications of having something like Bitcoin become the de facto standard for uh, transactions more, more, I think, than store of value. I think store of value is uh, arguably less, uh, I don't know, concerning to, to a, a sovereign nation. But it, what, what might cause Bitcoin to crater is something like China, the EU, Australia, and maybe just another chunk of the superpower saying, no, Bitcoin's illegal. Right? Well, Turkey. Or, I mean, we have to we have to bring Turkey into this conversation. Y'all saw that, right? No. What what happened? Yeah. So Turkey just banned the use of cryptocurrencies as a form there of payment. Following and, months of economic turbulence that spurred locals to swap the local currency, the lira uh, or lira, lira. Yeah, I and I think the lira same thing lira. happened in uh, lira, yeah. parts of South America, right? So they, there's a lot of um, currency. Uh, what destabilization, right? So I think Venezuela may have been one of them. They've obviously had a lot of issues lately, and they went through hyperinflation recently. Um, so their their currency, you know, that they have, they've got twenty billion dollar notes, stuff like that, right? Um, the 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 populace started to find something less volatile than local currency, which is weird for somebody in the U.S. or in in stable economies, but uh, it's not good for them. So they they also banned transacting with those. I forget where it was. Do you want to hear why Turkey said? I mean, Turkey even said rather than just saying it's banned, right? Oh yeah. Well, no. What what was Which, there? Like, what do you what do you make up, right? Because it's kind of obvious. But at least they said so. Reasons given for the ban range from the government's inability to effectively monitor and control the sure. excessive market volatility and the use in illegal activity. Now, I saw an article published the other day that, that proved, and I don't know how you prove this, but they were claiming that. Fiat. So, so this was specifically specifically in the U.S. is that the U.S. dollar was being used more in illegal illegal activity than cryptocurrency it's was. The yeah. It's the world's reserve currency. Yeah, absolutely. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's not like no question. And that's yeah. always I've always hated that one. The idea right. that that something with a public ledger is somehow easier to use for nefarious means. No, cash. Cash is king for buying crap you don't want people to track. That's right. And yes, so there also, are cryptocurrencies that are going to make it easier to do the same things quietly, stuff like Monero, which was designed to be a, you know, anonymous. But I, I refuse to believe that it's going to have any more of an uptick than fiat currency right now. Cash is the easiest way to get stuff done without a paper trail. And didn't we just print like a hundred gazillion, bazillion, jillion, million more caches yes. for people to yes. be able to do Every this with? Every day we so, do. You're welcome, well, drug one, people. One third... Of the U.S. dollars ever created was created in the past twelve months. Now yeah, that seems fine. The, the Turkish fine. government it, also said, fine. "Yeah, everything's fine." <laughs> the Turkish government also <laughs> cited they said wallets are vulnerable to theft, and transactions were irrevocable. Therefore, it's going to be illegal. Now I'm going to call in Tyler's wallet. Pretty sure his lives on like a paper ledger somewhere. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say if you actually know what you're doing, it's actually more difficult yeah. because you have people yeah. that have access to hundreds of millions that they can't even get access to their own somebody, wallet. Somebody Whereas if I have off. the Turkish lira in my pocket, 
in a wallet. Yes. <laughs> like a physical wallet. Literally, somebody it. can take it. Yeah, if somebody took it. my ledger tomorrow, it would suck for me, but it would also suck for them because you can't get into it. Yeah. <laughs> There's you, like having the wallet doesn't help you. Yeah. yeah. Private keys, anyway. baby. Keep them safe. It's real interesting, man. Real interesting times. It is. It is. I, I think some of those arguments are garbage, right? Um, I, I yeah. think it, you, I would expect in probably the long run, maybe not so much the short, because I, I think there's a lot that's going to happen in the space that, that they're still feeling out, right? We have to be careful about just trashing Do you something think it, like well, cryptocurrency globally. But what I was yeah. going to say is Sorry. they'll put laws in place, which they've already started, right? Like the United States charges tax for trading cryptocurrencies, right? And, and as with everything in the US tax code, it's on you to self-report and pay those taxes, right? But if yeah. you it's are heavy into Security crypto number, and you're not doing it, well, it, that's it, assuming you're using an exchange. You can go yes. buy crypto from a dude on the street and put it in a paper wallet too. Correct. Nothing stops you from doing these things. That's true. Other than it's not as easy, right? Right. Um, but if you're not paying those taxes and you get audited, then that's going to be bad for you. Just like if you don't pay your your taxes on on income, right? Or speaking or of Tyler, or tips I've got or some cash under my mattress. Can I just buy some from you? You send it to my wallet. Just just go to that gas station that It'll I saw that had a sign outside that said "Buy oh, yeah. here." Yes, <laughs> the Bitcoin Bitcoin vending machines. These are things. I that's look, true. It, Dang. There's lots of cool ways to do this. People people think we talked about this before. They talked about why exchanges exist and how exchanges don't equal decentralized cryptocurrency, right? Mm-hmm. But they are the easiest way to onboard. So it, you can you can completely transact with Bitcoin without ever touching an exchange. This you you can you have to go in, you have to make the transaction happen. You know, th- there are places you can do this, but it's it's not easy. So it's not going to happen all the time everywhere. But and when it comes to legislation around that sort of stuff, at the end of the day, I don't think until it becomes more dominant than the U.S. dollar globally, which is a threat, that they're going to do anything except for say, "Hey, I want my cut." Right? I, I need the, the I need the tax on either your earnings or they'll probably tax you know purchases with that sort of stuff too. Yeah. In that's that's important to again sovereign nations and. Well, let me ask some questions real quick. So Morocco already banned. The use of cryptocurrency, which is just a weird sentence to say, banning the use of cryptocurrency, because really, I guess they're having Good to. Luck. Yeah, exactly. How, how are you going to do that? <laughs> um, and then, I mean, there's certain things that they can do, right? Uh, because governments well, control. Just making it illegal internet. will stop a lot of people from using it, right? It, it is an effective means of stopping a lot of people from doing something. Will yeah. it prevent well, the use of cryptocurrency in that nation? Almost certainly no. Yeah. Will it prevent some people from ever trying? Absolutely. So Turkey's is going into effect on April 30th, and um, India is uh, toying with it as well. And I think this crypto legislation. Do you think these are are what Russia brought up? It was talking about China. Do you think this comes to the U.S. at all? Do you think, like, let's say a a ridiculous example? Mark Cuban says, "I'm going to accept Dogecoin for tickets and concessions, and you know, whatever." Uh, Dallas well, let's, let's, so we're going to say the whole ridiculous example just for the people on the show, especially the people outside of the U.S. That's actually a ridiculous and real scenario. Yeah, it's it real. actually Sorry. does accept Doge. It actually is real to yeah. buy Dallas Mavericks <laughs> tickets. Can you imagine so a situation? Can you imagine a situation where the U.S. comes out and they say, "Well, uh, virtual wallets could get stolen, therefore Mark Cuban cannot accept Dogecoin for concept for like a pretzel at a basketball game." 
I, in my well, opinion, is yes, it happens here eventually, right? In the United States, we will have adjustments, but in the near term, no. I, I think we're just going to find ways to tax people on it. Also, okay. I, I think we recognize that just making it illegal isn't necessarily going to control it very well. Hell, if if most crypto was illegal tomorrow, uh, I hope you're holding some Monero because it's going to be worth a whole hell of a lot more. <laughs> what is Monero? Monero is a, a coin that's been around right. for a long time. It's what an is early it? crypto. Um, it is it is designed around security, so it's actually a crypto that was designed for anonymous transactions. Uh, you know, womb to tomb. Okay. And if Bitcoin becomes illegal everywhere, then those kinds of decentralized currencies are going to scream, in my opinion. That doesn't make it a good idea, by the way, because if they make crypto illegal, you don't want to own illegal crypto. Sure. But there will be people that do want a decentralized digital currency. And uh, having an anonymous one is going to be pretty important if they're all illegal. Russ, what'd you think, man? Anything else you want to talk about on that before uh, before we got to go? Uh, I just think that as far as it goes with the U.S., I think there's there's opportunity for the government, and I think that they recognize that. In fact, I, I would say some of their behavior recently solidifies that they recognize that with them trying to understand or, or pass regulations around cryptocurrencies and in particular XRP and whatever else. And yeah, I don't know right. if, you know, they, maybe you're trying to pick winners and losers, but I, I just think that the, the idea that they're going to just outright ban all of it, at least now seems unlikely. I think they're going to try and explore the opportunities that they can, you know, I'll just say extend to growth for themselves and uh, and then kind of work from there. So I, I suspect that the U.S. won't move too swiftly to, to yeah. shut it down, maybe until it starts threatening the U.S. dollar, which I, I, I feel like is is pretty it's a long way out away. Yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. a long way off. If you go talk to the average yeah. person, I mean, the average person doesn't I mean, they're just hearing about this on the news, have no idea yep. even how to get into it, all that kind of stuff. Well, and, it is worth pointing out, kind of as my cases. closing piece here before I, I do got to get ready to go, is the uh, I was looking up how many bitcoins have been mined. There's 21 million in total. Uh, you yeah, can find that in the, the extensive white paper. We well, yeah, we're close Ish. to the end in number, in number, not, but not in time. But the, time. that's yeah. the capacity, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so right. 18.5 million so far have been mined, and that's been in I don't know what 10 ish years somewhere in that range something like that and uh i think that it's like 2035 to 2040 is the expectation of when the last of the 21 million will be mined but things like this thing happening in china shutting down an operation that is controlling eight percent of the global mining will change that time equation for sure if Mm -hmm. someone doesn't pick it up so that's kind of the by roughly eight percent here is how how that you know (laughs) more than eight percent gets managed got to make up for the loss yeah, yeah that's true. absolutely. That's Although true. I do suspect that as these things happen, people will see opportunity in, in other countries and other places and, and start building this out. I also suspect that people in China will just sort of continue to do it. So that's uh they that's might not do I, I think you can watch this space. Uber on. hubs. Yeah, yeah. That's right. No, I, I'm with you. I, I think in the long run it's iffy. And that's why I, like every time somebody's asked, like, where would you put a hundred dollars like you did earlier in the show, Aaron? The problem is that something dramatic could happen tomorrow, yes. as unlikely as that is, in my opinion, that could drop it precipitously. And it, it would be a lot like walking into a casino and putting it all on red, right? Yeah. It's it is it's like what was going on to going on with Intel, but but times a hundred because yeah, Intel was having a lot of trouble. 
And people were like, hey, what do you think about Intel stock? And I was like, I'm not too confident in it right now. And then all of a sudden, boom, Pat Gelsinger gets hired and it shoots up like 20%, whatever. And you're just like, okay, well, whatever. You know, anything can happen. You can't time the market. And uh, so if, if if you're really bullish on crypto, my advice would be to limp in with money that you can 100% afford to lose. And feel free to spread it out. See what happens with those alternative coins that I argue probably don't need to exist, which is a problem, right? But yeah. just spread it out. And, and again, treat it, like, treat it like money you're throwing into the wind. And, and then if you end up quadrupling it, good. Then you can then go high five somebody like yeah. Russ, sure. Or, or <laughs> buy stuff like me. <laughs> I, I've taken my earnings out twice already. It's great. I'm playing with funny money now. I have no emotions tied to the money that's in there, right? Because it's all free now. And then taxes. That's That sucks. Taxes aren't free. Taxes quite literally taxes only aren't. cost money. <laughs> <laughs> Can you pay it in Bitcoin yet? Taxes? Uh, well, see, now, there, if, there we go. Mark runs for president. I suspect we will. He <laughs> happens to win it. So that'll, uh, that'll be when Bitcoin really shoots up. Mark all, Cuban all Martian taxes for president, will be. And then when he wins. All, all taxes on Mars will probably be paid in digital currency. You want right, yeah. to make sure that. To it. Well, okay, <laughs> shut it down. Let's get out of here. <laughs> all right. That brings another Tech Breakfast podcast to a close. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this special cryptocurrency heavy episode because we sure did. And we enjoy you listening. We thank you for sharing with your friends, your family, and for supporting us. We will talk to you guys on Wednesday. Thanks a lot. Cheers. I'm going to add this little bit at the end. I'm actually enjoying... So we've done a couple shows too where we have done deeper dives on single topics. The other day, we spent a lot of time talking about Coinbase. Today, we talked just about cryptocurrency, right? It's kind of tangentially related. I'm curious if y'all have an opinion, reach out to us. Let us know if you appreciate the deeper topics on fewer... uh, on The deeper discussion on fewer topics is what I meant to say. All right, cool. See ya.